Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we are going to be talking about some of the people will start fighting against the government. I believe that that will begin when the 50,000 people are arrested. Now let me back up. You recall that Dimitri Dudeman, the Romanian pastor, spent five months through torture and twice put on the electric chair for carrying Bibles in Romania, was sent to America where the angel Gabriel visited him and I had the opportunity to meet Dimitri, several opportunities, had him in my home. I went to his home. And the warning is the fall of America will start with an internal revolution started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day, in one hour, so great riches will come to naught. Then God will raise up China and Japan and many of the nations, and they'll go against the Russians, they'll defeat the Russians, they'll back the Russians to the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty, but they make the Russians their leader. Then under the leadership of the Russians, all the world goes down to attack Israel. Israel can't counter the help of the Jews in America, so she cries for Messiah. Messiah returns on the clouds and defeats the armies of the earth. Now, I heard that message for the first time in February of 1988, and to the very best of my ability, I have been trying to carry that message. Now, let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, the internal revolution, in my opinion, started, and I don't think we really realized that it started until now, but it started November the 4th, 2016, when President Trump was elected president. Two things happened on that day. The internal revolution started, and our final opportunity to be healed as a nation started. Jeremiah 51 verse 9 says, We would have healed Babylon, that's America, but she is not healed. Forsake her, let every man return into his own country. Meaning that there is a time coming when God is going to give us our final opportunity to be healed as a nation. And if we don't take that opportunity, then we won't be healed. Second thing is, part of the prophecy is some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. I believe that that started, I believe that will start when the 50,000 people are arrested. Now, let's talk briefly about thus saith the Lord. Because, you know, I'm a full-time servant of the Lord and have been for 25 years. And my life, my call is to be a watchman and You know, I read and study the Bible every day, uh, memorize the book of Revelation, and I'm not trying to bang my chest. What I'm trying to say is I understand that's not your call. I understand you don't have time to read the Bible an hour or two every day. Search the prophecies. I understand that's not your call, and I understand that you don't understand some things. So I'm going to try to help you to understand some things because I believe we have stepped over a line in the Spirit And our world, as we know it today, is about to change in a very, very drastic way. We are about to see things that we have never seen before, both good and bad, even terrifying. So, first of all, let's separate, thus saith the Lord, from a warning. Now, let me say it again. Let's separate a thus saith the Lord from a warning, meaning when a person says, God said, or God told me, 
or I had a dream, or I had a vision, I believe this is God. Now, a person can have a dream and say, boy, I don't exactly understand this. It sounds like it might be God. I understand that, okay? But when a person says, God told me, however they want to word that, then something happens in the Spirit. They then take on special responsibilities before God to, now, please understand, please listen carefully, because I'm about to shock you with some things that you probably have not seen this way. But again, that's my call. That's what I do. When a person says, God told me something, a special responsibility comes before God, that it really was God that said this to them. Let's go to Ezekiel 33.6. It says, a watchman, however, is different. You see, when a watchman speaks, it is not, thus saith the Lord, it is, I see a sword. So let's go to Ezekiel 33.6 and help you to understand this. If the watchman see the sword come, and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come. Now please notice that word if. It didn't say that the watchman is responsible to see that the sword comes. It says, if the sword come and take the person away from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Now, let me explain. That's a very big responsibility, meaning if a watchman sees a problem coming and he doesn't blow the trumpet, if he's doing a radio program like I am, if he doesn't get on the radio and say, hey, I see a problem coming, then guess what? When he stands before Jesus, and it's Jesus that we stand before, by the way, when he stands before Jesus, Jesus can say, how come you didn't tell him? How come you didn't warn him? And it's not an issue of warning a whole bunch of people or warning a whole nation. It may be simply warning your family member or someone you work with. Meaning, you people listening to this broadcast right now, the reason you're listening to this is because you have been called to be a watchman. You are being trained and you are being built up in your spirit. Parts of your skin is getting a little bit harder. In other words, you're getting a little bit less soft-hearted and you're getting a little bit more hard-hearted because a watchman sometimes has to hurt feelings. Sometimes they have to look into people's eyes and say, yes, it is the last days. Yes, Jesus is coming in your lifetime. They have to say some things that people don't want to hear. Part of your call and you're listening right now. If you're listening to this broadcast right now, it's not an accident. Okay, You are being prepared for a day when this world begins to fall apart and everyone around you is saying, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. There's been a great earthquake, or the Russians have hit us, or who knows what the catastrophe is going to be. But you, brothers and sisters, you are called to be able to give an answer. Now, it didn't say that the sword has to come. But it does say you have to give an answer. Now, let's go on. So it says, if the sword comes and the person is taken away from among them, in other words, he's carried off captive or he's killed or something, every bit of what happens to that person is required before God from us. Now, that puts a very special responsibility on us. Next verse. So thou, O son of man, he's talking to Ezekiel, but he's really talking to us. I've set thee a watchman, meaning you're listening to this program, brothers and sisters, men and women, you 
are a watchman. You're not only a watchman to the house of Israel, but you're a watchman before God. Let's go on. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to the wicked from his way, that that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Meaning, if you didn't warn him, if he dies, if he goes up to one of the judgment seats, great white throne of the judgment seat of Christ, and it doesn't go too well for him, God may turn back and say, come here, boy, come here, daughter. You should have warned them. How come you didn't warn them? You see what I'm saying? In other words, this whole business of being on the radio, being on TV, calling ourselves ministers, reading our Bible, trying to tell our brothers and sisters, our friends, neighbors, and relatives about Jesus, this whole business of the kingdom, it's very serious business. Jesus is not playing games here. He knows that there's some really bad things coming. Now, let's go on to the next verse, verse 9. Nevertheless, if thou warned the wicked from his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. In other words, he'll have to report for me. He'll have to answer for it. But thou hast delivered thy soul. You know what that's saying to you, every one of you listening? It's saying you are going to be held accountable. I'm going to, all of us are going to be held accountable for what we know. We're all going to have, just like Jesus, he says, well, you came to see me when I was in prison. I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. Well, Lord, when did we do this? In that you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. On the other hand, you didn't visit me. You didn't feed me. You didn't clothe me. Well, when did we not do this? In that you did not do this to the least of these, you did it unto me. Meaning, as a watchman, oh, please listen. We are commanded when we see a sword, we have got to warn the people around us. Oh, but they, they won't like it. I understand. But they won't like me. I understand. I'll lose friends. I understand. I've been there. I've done it. I bought the T-shirt, gave it away after it was worn out. I understand. But you're listening. You're listening to this radio program, and you know in your heart right now that I'm talking to you and that the Spirit of the Lord is talking to you. You know that you've been called to warn these people. Okay. Now, let's accept the fact, brothers and sisters, if you're listening right now, you're a watchman. Now, God has not told me personally that I'm anything. I'm talking about a dream or vision or anything like that. Not an apostle, a prophet, nor a watchman. But several prophets have anointed me as an apostle. And in my role at the Prophecy Club, I usually function in the role of a watchman. Does what God say always come to pass? In other words, does every one of God's prophecies come to pass? Does it? Even if it's written in the Bible. If God writes something in the Bible, does it always come to pass? Does it always have to come to pass? Is it possible that God did in fact speak and tell someone an event is coming and yet it does not come? The answer is, to all of those questions, is uh, sometimes God does speak, and it does not come to pass. <gasps> what do you mean? Are you calling God a false prophet? Look, you have to understand God's heart. Look, when you spent the hours in the Bible that I've spent in there, when and, and let me just say something else. I can't believe I'm going to say this on the radio, but 
when I memorized the book of Revelation, a different spirit came on me. A, a, a spirit of prophecy came on me. Like, I, I, I can't even find the words to explain it. But there's a lot of things that changed in me. Well, see, brothers and sisters, that's what happens to you, too. You start getting into God's word, and I'm talking about the King James Version, the other versions, the other perversions. I don't know. Good luck. I don't think they're God. Back to the question. Does what God say always come to pass? The answer is no. In the look of case, for example, Nineveh. Nineveh was told, I mean, Jonah took a little ride in a fish, burped out on the uh, the beach, and said, now go tell him. 40 days, I'm going to destroy Nineveh. But Nineveh repented. And so it was 40 years later before Nineveh was destroyed. Now, that prophecy came to pass, but that prophecy didn't come to pass. So you could say, did God tell the truth? Well, yes and no. <laughs> you have to understand, his objective was not to prove that Jonah could hear from God. It was not to prove that Jonah could foretell the future. Please hear what I'm saying. This is really, really important. I'm about to make some very, very important points. Look, we're coming into serious times. you got to get this. The point, the objective of Jesus is to fill his kingdom with as many souls as he possibly can. And he is quite willing to embarrass one of his servants. He is quite willing to make them look like a false prophet if it serves his purpose. And his purpose is not to prove that he can foretell the future. His purpose is to fill his kingdom with as many souls as he possibly can. Case in point, June 28, 2016, a prophecy came forward from Mina Lee Greben. And Mina Lee Greben, I'm not criticizing you to the contrary. I'm saying I believe most of your prophecies, I'm not saying all of them did. I'm not saying all of them didn't. I'm not criticizing you. What I'm trying to say is I believe in this case she did hear from God. But it didn't come to pass, and I'm going to explain that. So the title of this particular prophecy is, Within three to six months, total chaos will envelop America. She goes on to say, Jesus, she actually says Jesus came to her. Okay, that, that's, that's really big. <laughs> Jesus comes to you, you know, that, that's really big. Jesus then looked at me, she said, and with a stern voice said, Within three to six months, total chaos will envelop America and a pandemic will spread across the world. He then gave me understanding that the two events are separate, and I wasn't given a time frame for the pandemic. But she was given a time frame of three to six months, total chaos will envelop America. Well, what about Jonah? He was told within 40 days, I'm going to destroy Nineveh, but it didn't come to pass. And in three to six months after June 28th of 2016, it didn't come to pass. So it was Mina Lee Greben. A false prophet, don't call her a false prophet, because probably what happened is at the time, the direction this nation was walking in, what we were doing, what we were saying, what was in our hearts at the time, this was the judgment that Jesus was, was ready to assign and bring upon this nation. But something someplace in there changed it. What? What do you mean? You, you, are you saying that Jesus changed his mind? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. See, the neophyte wants to think that God does this. They want to think, okay, God, I want you to tell me exactly what's going to happen. 
exactly when it's going to happen, what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Problem is, that's not the way God works. So how do we know when God speaks if it will come to pass? All right, well, that's a very good question. In Revelation 21, 5, it says, And he said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. Then in Revelation 22, 6, he said, And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. Now, one place he said true and faithful, one place he said it was faithful and true. He was speaking of the book of Revelation, which means when he says these are true and faithful, and when he says it twice, he's saying this you can count on. This will come to pass. Same thing, Daniel 2.45. The dream is certain and the interpretation thereof sure. When you hear that and that's written in the word, then that's going to come to pass. That's not going to change. Another way you can tell is like Dimitri Dudeman endured five months of torture, sat in the electric chair twice, meaning his prophecies are going to come to pass. Just like John the Revelator, he was boiled in oil and banned to the island of Patmos. His prophecies, meaning the book of Revelation, is going to come to pass. And, but I'll say something about that, that many of those bad things that are coming, God can arrange for you not to be a part of them. It's all based upon how close we are to God and our sin and, and our lifestyles. In other words, my point is most prophecies are not intended to tell the future. Let me say it again. Most prophecies are not intended to tell the future. Most prophecies are intended to get people to repent and turn to him. Jesus is not interested in proving he can foretell the future, nor is he interested in proving some prophet can hear from God. Jesus is interested in building his kingdom, getting those people whose name is in the book of life from the foundation of the world into his eternal kingdom. The flesh wants God to tell him exactly what is going to come and exactly when it's going to come. It's not like that. It's on a sliding scale. So the neophyte, the baby Christian, kind of like a child says, give me ice cream or I'm going to scream. Or maybe an adult might say, well, you do this or that, or I won't be your friend anymore. But <laughs> you can't threaten God like that, you see, because Jesus is building his kingdom. He knows he is the righteous judge. Jesus knows he is the judge at the marriage supper of the Lamb, the judgment seat of Christ, and the great white throne. He knows that he will burn the tares, killing both body and soul, he will throw those people whose name is not in the book of life into the lake of fire, which is soul death. He's not trying to build some prophet's name or their ministry. He is building his kingdom. Now, the reason I say that is because some people that are, how do we say, babes in Christ, that I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, I'm not trying to be critical, I'm just saying, you know, how do I say, be seasoned. <laughs> I understand the heart of God here. They want, they want it their way. They want God to tell them everything, but it doesn't work like that. It works on according to how much sin is in a nation. Now, let's talk about what is about to happen. As I said, I believe the internal revolution started November the 4th of 2016 when President Trump was elected. But 
I now believe that when these 50,000 people are arrested, now this is not a thus saith the Lord. I haven't heard God say, tell, okay, when the 50,000 people are arrested, that's when the, the rest of the prophecy is fulfilled. The, the, I'm being a watchman here. I'm trying to say that this is a high probability. Here's what we do know that we can count on. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America. What I'm trying to say is I think the internal revolution has already started. I think that some of the people will start fighting against the government, will be fulfilled as soon as those 50,000 people rounded up. Look, the website, I believe it was trumpisnotabovethelaw.org, and it says that they have 40,000 people ready to protest in 900 American cities if Rod Rosenstein is fired. Rod Rosenstein is the deputy attorney general, meaning that if Rod Rosenstein is fired, they plan to protest 40,000 people in 900 cities. But here's a bigger question. What do you suppose would happen when 50,000 people are all arrested and they're put into military tribunals? Ask yourself this. What would happen if, say, Beyonce were arrested? Now, I'm not a Beyonce fan, but there are a lot of people that are, you see. What would happen if, let's say, for example, Bill and Hillary Clinton were elected? I'm not a Bill and Hillary Clinton fan, But what I'm saying is there are a lot of people that are. So what happens when Rod Rosenstein and Bill Bill and Hillary Clinton and a lot of very famous and public, and please, I'm not saying any of these people are going to be on the roundup list. I'm not saying they're going to be arrested. Maybe, maybe they're not on the list. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is there are some people that love them, and those people right now are angry. There is an anger in our nation that we've never seen before. We are hearing a lot of people say they've never seen this before. For example, here is Susan Collins talking about she's never seen it this bad before. It's been very difficult. I've had the honor of serving in the Senate for nearly 22 years, and this is as ugly a situation as I've ever seen during that time. I have had to have security because of threats against me and family members and staffers, and this has been unlike anything I've ever been through. People are tweeting out to her, I won't mourn your death. I hope someone kills you. You should kill your horrible self. I want to punch Uh, Susan Collins in the face. I hope she dies a long, slow, horrible death. Unbelievable. Uh, They've gone pretty low, but will they try to go lower? Well, look at this headline from the New York Times. On the left, find more radical ways to fight Kavanaugh. And it's not just the activists. Listen to the senator from the great state of Hawaii who was reacting after uh, to the fact that a number of Republicans and people on the political right have been chased down all over the place including restaurants. I think that it just means that there are a lot of people who are very very much uh, um, motivated by what is going on because what what happened with uh, Judge Kavanaugh is from the very beginning this was not a fair process. Was it going after people at restaurants stopped? Well this is what happens you know the, the, the 
because when you look at white supremacists and, and all of that, this is what's coming forth in our country. There's a tremendous divisiveness in our country, but uh, uh, this is the kind of uh, activism that occurs, and people make their own decisions. If they violate the law, then they have to uh, account for that. She never denounced some of these dirty tricks and awful tactics. This has been unlike anything I've ever been through. This is what's uh, coming forth in our country. There's a tremendous divisiveness. So she's even getting death threats. We've never seen it like this, and that's what you're hearing from a lot of people. They've never seen it like the way. Yeah, the reason is this is the internal revolution, and we are about to see some of the people fighting against the government. Now, when it happens, I don't think it's just going to be signs. I think it's going to be bullets flying. I think that we will soon see probably, uh, I know that it'll be a national emergency because those are the very words that are in Donald Trump's uh, executive order. Now, whether it'll be national or martial law, I don't know, but I, th I think that we will soon see military troops and military equipment in the streets of America. Here's another news clip from Fox News, and it's specifically saying that America is a divided nation. Well, we've heard all of our life, united we stand, divided we fall. That's right. And now even the news commentators are admitting that we are a divided nation. United we stand, divided we fall. Listen. And now the Supreme Court, the 5-4 split, really reflects the United States of America. The country is divided and That's polarized. Good. Country is divided and That's polarized. Good. And you look, even though that uh, Mr. Kavanaugh is now seated on the Supreme Court, the Democrats are trying to make hay. Tom Perez, who runs the DNC, sent out an email that said, make Republicans pay a price for Brett Kavanaugh. And in fact, what they are doing as well is they are fundraising and they're saying, you know, we can't let this happen. But make him pay. Make him pay. Does that bother you? In, admit, in the context, you're right, right, of all of these threats out there. And Cory Gardner, the senator from Colorado, his wife getting a text message from someone out there. Beheading? Showing a video of someone being beheaded. Because your husband voted for this nominee, you might be under threat. This is absurd. And to say, make the Republicans pay in this context a little disturbing. So showing a video of someone being beheaded. The internal revolution has started. I've been saying this since February of 1988. That's over 30 years. For 30 years, I've been telling people this is coming. And now here it is. How many people do you think are believing me? Do you think that donations are pouring in from all directions so that I can get the message out on more radio and maybe even expand to TV stations? Uh, no. People aren't believing it. They don't want to believe it. Just like how many times have I told people Revelation 18 is speaking about America and five or six other chapters, but most of them refuse to believe it. So consequently, when the bombs land all over America, then they'll look around and say, well... I guess Stan knew what he was talking about, but it'll be too late to save the nation and too late to save many people's souls. So I'm saying the internal revolution started November the 4th of 2016 when President Trump was elected and some of the people will start fighting against the government. Prophecy will be fulfilled, in my opinion, when the 50,000 people are arrested. Now, yes, I do need your help, brothers and sisters. And if you believe in what we're doing here, if you're a watchman, Help me to warn other people that, yes, we are living in the last days. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. We would not be here without your prayers 
and generous financial support. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. Go visit WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch over 160 Prophecy Club titles for an introductory monthly recurring subscription of just $20 a month, or a yearly subscription for $200. The early $200 subscription is the best deal because it locks in your rate against increases in monthly subscriptions. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. You'll love the format. It's easy to watch, and the quality is great. WatchProphecyClub.com. Watch prophecyclub.com. Go check it out today. It's the Can Opener Deliverance Conference. Christians using Jesus' name, setting the captives free and equipping the saints. They've lived it. They know how to do it. No one has lived a perfect life, so everyone has issues and needs deliverance. Learn to discern the spirit and issues in you and your family's life and how to set them free. Saturday, October 20th, 1 to 5 p.m., Spirit of Prophecy Church, speakers, Pastor Lou and Prophet Soonhee Young. Topics, Soonhee's going to give her amazing testimony to expose evil, adverse child experiences. Lou will teach on shame, guilt, and self-condemnation, followed by corporate deliverance ministry. Preparation, come prayed and fasted up expecting to be set free. No charge. No reservations are needed. Spirit of Prophecy Church, 2540K Avenue, Plano, Saturday, October 20th, 1 to 5 p.m. Saturday, October 20th, 1 to 5 p.m. See you there!